Welcome to the Dallas Space Innovators Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Lauder. Innovation comes in so many forms in so many different ways. We believe this entire Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is covered with people innovating. We designed this podcast to highlight the innovative things those business leaders, entrepreneurs, creators, problem solvers, the real innovators are doing day in, day out. As always, this show is brought to you by my company, Louderco. We find companies' profits through artificial intelligence and better operations. Like when we helped a massive Fortune 500 company build out their AI strategy to create breakthrough new food and beverage categories. Or when we redesigned the operations of a $100 million services company to add $10 million in net profit to their bottom line. To learn more about us, head to our website, louderco.com. Be sure to download free guides and presentations like our Intro to Artificial Intelligence presentation, or see if your company's even ready for AI through our AI readiness assessment tool. We're about to get the show started. If you like what you hear, it would mean a lot to us if you subscribed and left us a review. And now, enjoy our guests and enjoy the show. Thank you all for joining in to listen to this episode. You know that feeling when technology just doesn't work like it should? Well, we're not immune to that here at Louder Coat either. We ran into some issues downloading our recording from the cloud, so you may notice a less natural recording on this episode. The content is still golden, thankfully, so I know you'll enjoy it nonetheless. Thank you for your patience, and on to our show. I'm super excited to have our very first esteemed author on the program, Maddie Kulkarni. Maddie is a leader in global social impact, sustainability, and community engagement. She's the author of a book called Social Impact Marketing that I'm excited for us to talk about here today. In her day job, she's a global marketing director in sustainability and purpose at PepsiCo. Welcome to the show, Maddie. Hey, Andrew. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. I'm excited for you to be here. So, Maddie, generally we start off with just letting our guests give us a a quick bio on themselves. So I'll turn it over to you for that. Sure. I've been in Dallas the last 10-ish years now. I've been with PepsiCo um, for 11. I'm also a professor at UT Dallas and SMU. And I recently published my first textbook, like you mentioned, called Social Impact Marketing. So marketing is the day job, the night job, the weekend job. Man, it's my yeah. jam. Yes, that's awesome. So let's first start with kind of how we met. I don't remember the exact moment, mm-hmm. although I should. It was life changing. <laughs> um, but I know we met through Social Venture Partner. Yes, that sound about right. That sounds about right. That makes sense. <laughs> How would you describe Social Venture Partners to those out there that maybe have not heard of it? Yes. Uh, Social Venture Partners is a group, I think, of the best, most thoughtful, most well-intentioned, philanthropic-minded people in Dallas. Um, And it's actually a network. Um, The community spans about 40 cities around the world. With wow, yeah. yeah, it's Interna- a lot. It's an international organization. Exactly. So when I travel, I try to meet with SVP chapters, just people looking awesome. to get involved in their community in a meaningful way. Yeah, I know. I joined SVP a little over four years ago, and I've really enjoyed. You know, we we provide non 
profits with pro bono consulting work, right? To help increase their capacity so they can do good better. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's always been for me anyway, one of the funnest things we do, most impactful things we do. Right. So cool. Yeah. That's how I jumped in with, uh, SVP, just helping with those nonprofit consulting projects. Yeah. And whenever a marketing project came up, all the partners pointed to me and they said, Maddie, that's right. you have this one, right? And that's how I <laughs> yeah. started learning, you know, what are the marketing needs of our community for our nonprofits? Because they need help telling their story. And so that's the area where I kind of leaned in and was able to, to understand more about the space. That's awesome. Okay. So you wrote this book, mm-hmm. Social Impact Marketing, a textbook. Yes. Um, it, to me, it reads like a book. It feels like a book, not a boring old textbook. So congrats on accomplishing that. Thank you. Um, I keep it in my bookshelf behind me along with you know some really great business classics. So you're in good company there. How did it all come to be? Like what, what sparked you to do this? So the marketing director at UTD reached out one day. So I was teaching principles of marketing and she knew I had this passion for the social impact mm-hmm. nonprofit space. And she said, Maddie, I have this dream to write a course where the students consult for nonprofits in our community. They're able to put their skill sets, their newly acquired skill sets to use, helping the nonprofit tell their story. Our students are required 100 hours of community service before they graduate so that we graduate civically minded citizens. And she was like, this this class will cover those 100 hours of service. I loved the concept. And so I wrote the course, launched it, and I was teaching principles of marketing and social impact marketing at the same time while working at PepsiCo. And while it was a blast, I at the end of 2019, I thought, well, let me take a break, recharge my batteries. Um, so I'm going to sit out 2020 and then come back and teach 2021. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that ended up being a fantastic idea because teaching during 2020 was tough. Um, so I'm thankful that I didn't have to go through that. And I applaud the teachers who did because um, I know it was trying. But after a few months of not being in the classroom, I missed my students. And I thought, how could I be of service here? I remember thinking in my social impact course, it would have been really helpful if we had a textbook. And I reached out to a few professionals who I know who teach sustainability and marketing or who teach nonprofit marketing. And just like me, they were using TED Talks. They were using articles, um, different videos online, but no one had a textbook. And you know, when that's the case, that's on you to to go make one, right? So I thought writing a textbook sounds like a great solitary activity to do as we're quarantined in COVID. And that's that's how it came to be. Maddie, how would you define social impact marketing? Social impact marketing is trying to advance social good through marketing efforts. Social impact could encompass work that's done for the environment, or work that's done for societal issues like gender equality, diversity, equity, and inclusion, that kind of work. So it encompasses all of that. What's your vision for the textbook and how it can help teachers, students, and nonprofits really change the way we understand and think about marketing? Yeah, so the course continues. Three other professors are teaching it at UTD now. I'm starting to teach it at SMU in Dallas, 
and I'm talking to other, trying to reach other teachers uh, across the country to see if they would like to teach it as well. So I think this is a way that our industry is evolving. I think business as a as a um, whole industry, we're trying to use business to be a force for good. And so our marketers need to learn how to do that as well. And so I feel like this is an evolution of how we should be thinking about marketing. Traditionally, our job as marketers are to build brand equity, drive sales. And now our third job is to create a positive social impact. So I'm hoping more and more universities pick up this course and more instructors teach this course. What was it like writing a textbook? You're actually the first acclaimed author we've had on the show. So I'm really anxious to hear about your experience. Oh my gosh, Andrew, writing a textbook was so difficult for me. Um, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? But it was just one of those things where you get an idea and you feel compelled and you feel like, oh, this is something I should be doing. And I like took the project from start to finish with the support of my mom who read every single word and did every single exercise in the book. And my sister read it as well. And she was uh, my gut check for whether or not the ideas were presented in a fun way. I remember reading the Principles of Marketing textbook. The intro course is textbook. It was boring, Andrew. None of my students read it. I barely got through it the first time. And so my intention with this book was to be um, was to create something that was fun, engaging, colorful, um, easy to read. Um, and so hopefully I've struck that tone um, in the book. And hopefully that's something that, that you picked up too. When was it when you really started to feel like the textbook was starting to take off and feel like a finished product? I think it happens when you see the layout of the book. So you write it all in Word, you edit it in Word, you throw in some pictures, you throw in some PowerPoints. And then when the editor takes it and lays out the pages, then it starts to feel real. So, so that's that's how it happened for me. Maddie, what would you say was the most memorable part about writing the textbook? Do you have a favorite section you want to talk about? Okay, so the great thing about this process was I was able to include campaigns that I have loved so much from brands like Starbucks or Ikea. And I, and I reached out to Ben and Jerry's, Patagonia. They all were excited to be a part of the book. They're like, yes, Maddie, use our case studies. We want our students and our nonprofits to, to learn about how we're doing this work. So as a reader, I hope you get to enjoy those beautiful cases. So we take Starbucks, for example, and we talk about segmentation, targeting, and positioning. And we talk about how they reach different consumers, but how they've carved this effort out to target our veteran population and work with the government to make sure that they're allocating a certain number of jobs for veterans. I love that kind of work. We, we have this case in there from a campaign called This Ables from Ikea, where they created a line of products that make existing IKEA furniture more accessible to people with physical disabilities. So there are add-ons that look like risers 
so that if you put them on your sofa, they're easier to get in and out of or buttons that have a bigger surface area that makes it easier to press. I love that campaign. So these are award-winning pieces of work that we've been able to include in this book, given that the, the brands were excited to be a part of it. Have you found that you've been getting positive feedback from your students? They're saying it's fun. They're saying it's accessible. Um, they like doing the exercises. One of my students said, these are fun exercises, but you should do them with your team too, because they're very thought provoking and you want to kind of discuss some ideas. I mean, it helps to do that with your team, but I'm, I'm receiving positive feedback from them. So. You know, Maddie, honestly, I've really enjoyed reading through your book. Um, I really thought it was entertaining and easy to read. I actually kind of hesitate to even call it a textbook because I truly think it's a field guide, if anything. I appreciate that, Andrew, because that was the intent. It starts with a few chapters on the fundamentals of marketing. So how do you think about a 5P framework, your product, price, promotion, placement, partnerships? How do you think about your three Cs? These are like marketing concepts that are the basics of what we should know, but how do we add that social impact lens to them? And then the middle chapters are all about those essential things that you should do to market your business. So thinking through your visual identity, your website, your PR, right? And then we end with how do you measure your marketing activity to see if it's effective or not? So in that way, that's how the book is laid out, but you can pick up any chapter. I kind of also see like nonprofit board members pick up a chapter and say, oh, let me read the chapter on PR and let me help our nonprofit." It sounds like a lot of time and effort you know, clearly went into the ideation and execution of the book. Your support system, like family, students, friends, must have been a huge help. Can you talk about that? They so did. They were cheerleaders. They were um, encouraging me along the way. It is a very emotional experience <laughs> to write a book. There's deadlines you need to meet. You're waiting on permissions to use certain images. You have an idea in your mind, but you're you're always guessing, like, am I presenting it in the right way that right. is understandable and palatable, right? And my mom comes from a different generation, of course, right? So she's she has a different viewpoint of, of how that idea comes across as my millennial sister does, right? So in that way, hopefully I've been able to to create something that connects with the wide range of ages in our audience. Yeah. So now that the book is out, in hindsight, would you do it all over again? Would you write another book? I would, Andrew. It's it's difficult, but it's so rewarding when when people say they find it valuable. So if there's ways that there could be a second edition or a a US edition or a European edition or a Asian edition, there, there's ways to take this work. This is the foundation of it, but I think there's different ways we, we can evolve it. I really enjoy that the textbook is easy to read and the content is hyper-focused on one subject matter, social impact marketing. Do you think it's necessary to cultivate a clear vision before you get started? It seems like it all started for you with just one big idea. Well, Andrew, I think what you just said, as in they have an idea for the book, I think that's the the first step is to be clear about the idea and the purpose behind why you're why you're creating the book. So 
I was very clear on my purpose as to like create something that my students would find engaging and that nonprofits would find engaging and valuable. So as long as you're going through that process with that intention always in mind, that serves as the force behind helping you continue down this very bumpy, rocky, stressful road. Maddie, if I wanted to buy the book um, again, or if you want one of our listeners to buy the book, where can they find it? So they can go on Amazon. Hopefully you're on smile.amazon.com. So smile is a program that Amazon has um, that gives back a percentage of your sales to a nonprofit of your choosing. So go on Amazon smile and just type in social impact marketing, Maddie Kulkarni, and you can find it. Or you could go on the Kendall Hunt publishing site and you can find the textbook there. And there you also get a digital version option. So on Amazon, you get the physical copy. And on the publisher site, there's the ebook option. All right. It's time to enter the lightning round. We're going to jump into a few questions uh, that could be a little personal, some a little bit more maybe business focused. But either way, you know, it could be a fast answer. We could get, dig deeper into it. Um, I'm ready to get started. Are you ready, Maddie? I'm ready. I'm pumped. Let's do this. What do you wish you had known when you started your career? If you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would you tell yourself? So I think we try um, early on in our career to be really good at what we're doing and to develop our hip pocket skill strength. But to also have awareness of how you fit in a broader system, I think is critical. So yeah, systems thinking. How about just explaining to us what system thinking means? I'd love to hear an example of something that maybe you're working on or initiative you've been following that can, can give us some light on that. As a corporate marketer, how do we do disaster relief better? So we have water brands within our portfolio and we have a huge effort to donate product during natural disasters, which are becoming more frequent given climate change. But we have to think through what are those other players in this space? So how are we thinking about the other companies who could be helping to donate water? How are we thinking about acting with NGOs, the Red Cross's Salvation Armies, Team Rubicons of the world? How is the work we're doing having an impact on our environment as well? So if we are donating water, that's a lot of single-use plastic that's being created and put into the yeah. environment. So how are we thinking about collecting that plastic? How are we thinking about the watersheds that are affected by us pulling the water out? So how do we replenish that water? How are we thinking about engaging with the military or the National Guard? So in that sense, that's how we're thinking through the whole system when it comes to water. What's the best career advice you've heard and would like to share with our listeners? Is there maybe a specific moment or learning point that stuck with you over the years? Professionally, um, there's a woman who came to my business school um, class named Chandrika Tendon. And I remember her talking about how it was okay to have a lot of balls in the air and to be involved in a lot of different projects and not be like solely focused on one career. And I feel like that resonated with me and gave me permission to get very involved in social venture partners, to have this life in philanthropy outside of my day job. And what I was learning through the nonprofits we were working with, advocacy for one, was something 
I didn't even have exposure to, but now advocacy work helps me in my day job at PepsiCo. So in that sense, having a multidimensional life outside of your nine to five, I think was solid career advice. Is there something you're learning about right now? So I just now finished, I'm waiting to get my, my grades back, Andrew, but I signed up for a public leadership course through Harvard's online teaching program. And it was a rigorous one-year program, uh, six six-week modules on policy, evidence and decisions, and moral leadership. What's your coffee of choice? My coffee of choice is the coffee someone makes me. If my sister's making me coffee in the morning or if anyone's making me coffee, that's the one I want. What's your cocktail of choice? Right now, it's an old-fashioned. Are you reading any books right now? I just finished My Life in Full by Indra Nui. Okay, so she was the CEO of PepsiCo. Fun fact, Andrew, Chandrika Tundan, the woman I talked about, who gave me the career advice in my business school class, is her sister. I was so mind-blown. So obviously, I'm a fangirl of Indra's working at PepsiCo. And so I was Googling her one day, and I noticed they were sisters. So I didn't even know that when I had joined PepsiCo. It's a power sister duo. Maddie, do you follow any sort of routine, or have you developed any sort of life hacks for yourself that you could share with our listeners? I don't have very many, Andrew. But but one thing I've started doing is setting a timer and meditating for 20 minutes, two or three times a week. Um, so I try to integrate that in my routine. It just helps me stay calm and centered. And I found it really helpful. You know, I've been telling myself for a while now that I really should start taking breaks to meditate. I've only heard great things about it. It really helps clear your mind, slow things down, especially when things are happening so fast around you. <laughs> I think when you can relax, like that's when good ideas. So um, when you give that space, I think that's when, when you realize, oh, I could be doing this. So I think it, it's good to, to make space and time for just reflection and nothingness sometimes is good. So I try to take yeah. decent breaks. And if I'm a listener that wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, you could be a student at a university that I teach at. So right now I'm at SMU, but you can also reach out. And I've done a course for different groups where I can, I can come talk to your organization and we can do something custom for your teammates. So just reach out. Maddie at DallasHeroesProject.org. Um, is a good email address to reach me at, but I'm happy to work with you if you have a social impact idea that you think could use some marketing help. Maddie, I really enjoyed our conversation today and appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to meet with me. Appreciate you sharing your insights with our Dallas-based innovators, um, especially as it relates to social impact marketing. I highly encourage everyone to go out and get your book, it truly, truly will help you um, with all of your marketing efforts at your nonprofits, your for-profits, and your, all your organizations. Thank you so much for making the time, Maddie. Same, Andrew. Honored to be your friend. Honored to be on your podcast. Love that you're doing this for the community. And thank you. It was fun. That's our show for today. We hope you took away something valuable 
Be sure to visit Louderco at louderco.com for more. Thank you again and stay tuned for more from Dallas-based innovators.